Hey guys, I'm your host, Mimi Brown, and you're listening to Becoming Dope. Popular website, The Jasmine Brand, is responsible for breaking some of the biggest stories in the entertainment industry. It's founded by entertainment journalist, Jasmine Brand. And today, Jasmine is joining me on Becoming Dope to literally talk about how she became so dope. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I love the intro. Oh, thank you, girl. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So I know a little bit about you, Uh but for those who don't, you lived in D.C., you had a corporate job. And you started the site. Yes. Take it from there. Um, take it from, I started from the site? I started you, start, the site. you had the corporate job. Okay. Uh, so I had a corporate job. I wasn't um, necessarily satisfied, um, but I was cool. It wasn't anything I didn't want to, I, did, I wasn't going to quit my job. Yeah. Um, so I started this site. I wanted to write about something that people were intrigued by mm-hmm. and like obsessed with. So I kind of was thinking of ideas. At first, I was like, oh, I should write about events, like, because I lived in D.C. and it was always events going on. And I was like, oh, well, let me do, like, pop culture, like, celebrity news, because everyone is obsessed with celebrities. So I right. said, okay, I'll do that. Um, and so I just kind of started it for fun, and it kind of became a whole thing. So it was a hobby at first. Absolutely. It never was supposed to be anything like a business. Um, I remember at one point, my best friend was like, I can't wait till you can do this full time. And I was like, full time? Like, (laughs) this is for fun, girl. What you talking about? So it was my intention was never to do it full time. I liked my nine to five. I liked my benefits. I liked vacation time and being paid on the 15th and the 30th. Always been a fan of getting paid on time. And so I never really had interest in like doing something full time like that. So you never really wanted to be an entrepreneur? No, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur for most of my life. Um, and he would always say, because I worked, I was a marketing director at this um, job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he would always say, like, do you want to go off and do your own thing? Do you want to do, like, PR on your own? I was like, no, I'm cool. Like, I'm, you know, I just never really had that urge. And it just seemed like a lot of stress and very hectic. And it just wasn't something I was necessarily, like, born to do, I feel like. Right. So was... Because I know there was a time where your job found out. Yeah. So, so I, I, we had, it was at the time, it was just me. I was going to say we. It was just me at the (laughs) time. Um, And uh, so, what I would do is I would get up really early, like three or four in the morning, and I would put content up. I'd go to work. Then I'd go to like Starbucks across the street and like put more content up, go to work. Um, And then, so it just, I would, that's how I was populating the site, like in between everything. I would just work crazy hours. I was super obsessed with it. And so, the site started to get popular. And I remember I would get all the, celebs that would come into park. So I would get all those interviews. And so, I, and then I would like break stories about the Redskins and stuff like that. But I remember one particular story, um, it was like Kim Kardashian. I think she was like posing nude or something like that. Okay. And so I'm not exactly sure how they found out about the site because it's not anything I was ever talking about or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but that's when they had the conversation with me, like it's a conflict of interest because I was like the spokesperson for the company. Like Got I was it. the marketing director. So okay. I had to like talk and, you know, do all that kind of stuff or whatever. So they felt like it was a conflict of interest and essentially told me like look you can't have this site and have this job sort of thing so that's how that that situation started with the oh wait a minute we have a problem here so my immediate boss told me about it because the president of the company had a conversation with him about it uh-huh. and so 
I knew like as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to leave or whatever. So I had um, I never it was never like, oh, I'm going to quit this. It was never even in my mind that I was going to quit. No, it was never. Yeah, it was never in my mind. Um, But I remember talking to my dad, who is an entrepreneur, and my dad was like, let them fire you, you know, so you can get unemployment or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, F that. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of firing me. I should have let them fire me. (laughs) But um, I didn't have a... um, I was I never thought like, oh, I'm not going to I'm going to let me quit the site or maybe like let me shift like the content or anything like that. Because I've always and I've said it multiple times, I've always felt like people have these windows of opportunity and I didn't want to miss it. And I also felt like um, I could always go back to corporate. Mm -hmm. I could all I feel like I could always go back to a nine to five. And then I just felt like, you know. If I'm going to bet on anybody, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm not going to, you know, like, so, and I think I just always have felt like, and I just even hate saying that a lot. I feel like people can't really outwork me. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I just kind of felt like I got this, but I had no plan, like, because I was never planning to quit. Right. So, you had no plan. Yeah. You were like, okay, so I'm quitting my nine to five. Yes. I have this site. Yes. Then what? I mean... So I think I I think I gave them two weeks or something okay. like that or whatever. Um, and I saw so I was like looking at my account like because I had a regular life like I had bills and yeah, um, I have a house. My mother lived in my house. I had an apartment. I had a nice luxury car. I had designer things. Right. I had nice things, and I just had a very luxurious life. I didn't live like an entrepreneur because I wasn't you know Shoot. that's not. What had my, the fifteenth and the thirtieth. Yeah, I always had a paycheck or whatever. <laughs> so um, I was just thinking, like, okay, I was like, look at my account, like, how am I going to do this? And so I had a little bit saved up, nothing serious. I had my four hundred one k, and I was getting like ads at the time okay. from like, um, uh, like a few brands, like I think Grey Goose. Okay. Uh, Kenny Burns had threw me a few bones. Like, okay. so he was helping me. Okay. Um, and I had like I had ads already on the site but I, it wasn't enough to supplement what I was going to do but I just kind of figured I would just kind of figure it out what year was this because I feel like I sort of remember like being at Howard and like reading I started the site I think it's been like eight or nine years okay. so I don't know what, okay. whenever yeah I, it's and I think like all I, coming back to me now I think <laughs> I, I think I left my job like around my second or third year okay. maybe okay um okay. and so I didn't really have a plan. I was just kind of going to figure it out. What was the moment where you were like, aha, I think I have something here? Um, shoot. I'm probably not so recently. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I had. I think I've had really cool moments mm-hmm. that have happened, but it's never been like. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I felt like like little things happened, okay. and you know, and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in the right place. But I always felt like I was doing the right thing. Okay. I just felt like maybe I hadn't planned properly, or I hadn't um, extended myself the way I should, or I wasn't focused in the right. But I never really thought that I was doing the wrong thing. I never mm-hmm. had that feeling. Okay. So maybe that's why that aha, mo- that big aha moment that people talk about, maybe that didn't yeah. happen because I always kind of felt like I was doing the right thing. Perfect. So you said eight or nine years. Yeah. Um, so how has the site grown since the beginning? Um, in terms of like traffic, it's crazy from when, you know, we started. Um, and then like in terms of like staff, like it was just me. And I think maybe like I got an intern or something like maybe like the second year mm-hmm. and I could pay like a little something maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think around 
the third or fourth year is when I met Meyer Faddle. He's my business partner. He co-owns a site with me. And so when I linked up with him, he made it like a business Mm. sort of thing. So like he kind of evaluated like what kind of money I was bringing in and how come I was only bringing in this or, you know, what's the staff like? You don't have any infrastructure like that kind of stuff, like (laughs) stuff I didn't I wasn't concerned about because I. I didn't start it to have infrastructure or for it to be a business. So in terms of staff, like we've grown tremendously. I think we're at like what, 11 people now or something like that. Like we're around 11 and then like we do wealth, thank God, financially. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, traffic is, you know, we're one of the top entertainment sites. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we, we, thankfully we, you know, we've been able to break a lot of exclusive stories. We've been mentioned everywhere and it's just, you know, it's a blessing to still be able to make good money and to break stories and to cover interesting topics. And it's been really cool. But it didn't start that that yeah. way. I remember, um, like, I I was cool. So I had my own apartment, but mm-hmm. my mom lived in my house or whatever. So I was cool with the um, concierge lady at my, at my building or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was like, so they're about to... Um, what do, they call, what do they call you when they kick you out? Evict. Evict. Yeah, I was thinking uh-huh. foreclosure. Evict. Yeah, they about to evict you. Uh-huh. So you have like, um, I think she was telling like, because I was like, I got a notice on my, do- on my door. Uh-huh. And I called my mom. I came back from LA because I think I had did BT Awards or something like that. And so I was like, damn, like, because I was thinking like, oh, I, you have like a month or two or something like that. I don't know. I, I always just paid my rent on time because right, so I had the money. Know. Right. So yeah. I didn't know the rule. I didn't uh-huh. know how you, you know. The process. Yeah. So I got a, and I remember calling my mom and my mom was like, um. Well, you could just move back here or whatever mm-hmm. until you get yourself together. Whatever. Is this Nebraska? No, this is DC. DC so. Yeah, it's okay, DC. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I am, I'm born, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, my mom, my family's in DC or whatever. So, okay. my mom was like, you can just, you know, you can move back in or whatever. And you just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was real super supportive, or whatever. And so, I was like, okay. Like, I was trying to think how long I had. So, I was cool with the concierge lady. She's like, okay, you got three days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, she was like, then they're going to bolt it. Damn. You can't get anything out. She's like, or they might put everything out. So, you know, she's like, let me know. But so, she was really cool about it uh-huh. so I moved all my stuff out and then I remember when they were coming she was like they coming I was like I'm already out girl so <laughs> but I remember just having those moments and it's yes. still I still felt like I was doing the right thing I think you know I wasn't really scared because it was just me yeah like I didn't have a child a husband a boyfriend like I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. to be worried about mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah but it wasn't it was very challenging at the beginning but it was just part of it you know yeah the ups and downs and I have I want to get to that but before I wanted to because I feel like people consider you your site a blog or you a blogger but Mm -hmm. I think it's more than that what do you say to people who are like limiting what you're because I feel like that limits what you do yeah and I kind of feel like that too I feel like um in my mind and everyone can call their site or blog or whatever they want to call it like um but in my mind a blog is more like a party of one Mm -hmm. or you know you don't check your you don't you don't you're not as credible like we have a full staff of writers correspondents um we reach out for comment we have attorneys um you know we have payroll and we break big stories we have court report like we have a like a a small machine like a small newsroom Mm -hmm. so for me it's an entertainment site I don't really write on the site because I feel like a blog is kind of like for me, I always thought it was just like me and kind of writing in my tone. It's like objective. We try to be neutral. Um, So for me, I consider what we have is an entertainment site. 
Um, but I don't, you know, everybody has, you know, has their own term of what they like or whatever. But that for me, and then, you know, I am a journalist. I do TV. I do hosting um, in addition to being an entrepreneur or whatever. So those are, that's just what I, that's what works for me and what I prefer. But, you know, people can call their thing whatever they want to call their thing. And it's all good because I'm cool with the blog thing for other people too. So, yeah. Speaking of that, so how do you deal with um, comparisons or competition? Is there like this need to be first? What do you feel about that need? that people have nowadays to be first. Yeah, you know, I feel like everyone kind of deals with trying to be first. I think we have always tried to be like right. Mm. Um and which so you can't always be first if you're going to be right. But I mean, it's news. It, it it constantly is moving. It's always going. It's impossible to be first all the time mm-hmm. cuz it's just you know, it's just it just never ends. And that's one of the things about this job. I always like, damn, I should have picked something else because at least you have stop and start. You know what I mean? Like you got sweeps or if you, you know, if you're in, in fashion, you have like seasons, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's, you know, I, I work in news and it just, you know, you can't always be first. And I, we always have a conversation where I say, like, it's more important that we get it right. Yeah. And we can um, dig a little deeper. Yeah. But I I don't want them to be late. But, you know, you sometimes you have to wait. You have to take a beat to see what else is going to happen. Next, I totally agree. I feel like that too. Like working in news is twenty four seven; it never stops. Yeah. As soon as something happens, you're on call, no matter what time it is. Yeah. And you just have to be ready. Yeah. So I can't even imagine just running my own site and yeah. then being in charge of that. Like I know with me, when they call me in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh my god. And which is why I didn't really have a life because I was kind of connected at the hip with this laptop and what's going on or whatever. But now, thankfully, we have an editor and writers and stuff like that, so it's not as taxing on me. But it's still a lot because I like to know what's going on because I'm because I have to do have conversations and go on and talk stuff or whatever. So, but it's not as bad. But it's it's very taxing. It's yeah. it's a lot. It really is a lot. It is. I know it is. Yeah. Um. Do you feel there's a bias between like black entertainment sites and then like white media or mainstream? Like for an example, like they'll have a story. Um. It could be any story. Um. And the one that comes to mind is Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um. And a site like TMZ will break it and then the world the world will run with it. Right. If Jasmine Brand had that site, had the story first, yeah. you know, they might do a little more digging. Do you know do you think there's a bias when telling Yeah, it's I bit? feel like it's always been like that with um with how black media is treated versus white media. Uh, white media it's it's, uh, it's something I've noticed. It's something that Meyer noticed <clears throat> early on and it's you know, and it it's kind of, um, you know, here's my thing. Yeah. You don't have to think that the Jasmine brand is credible. And so, you you know, if you feel like that's not credible for you and uh, you wouldn't necessarily rely on the information, that's fine. But there are other black outlets I feel like are comparable yeah. to like a TMZ. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like to me, it's always strange why. Um, and I think I, I think TMZ has been around for a long time. So I think. They are really good at breaking stories and sometimes they get it wrong and everyone can't be right all the time. Right. But I do think in terms of how black media treated across the board mm. um, is a more disheartening than the fact that people don't take our stories or people do more digging and that they want to do more digging. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think in general, there is this. Um, stigma with black media and like I've said before like there's this conversation about how um, you know how diversity is so important in terms of like what we see on the screen but like there's not a really conversation about how black media is treated um, across the board on so many so many different angles so many different angles how about red carpet placement yeah I mean and that's something that 
I didn't notice initially. It's something Meyer noticed when I used to do the carpets. He like, what is this? Like, why are we down here? Why are they putting us here? Why are we only getting 30 seconds? And I at first, I, I was so accustomed to it yeah. that I didn't even notice it. Um, and so that's not even like the biggest thing to me. What would I, you consider the biggest not, thing? I, I wouldn't say this is the biggest thing, but it just in terms of like how black talent don't break their stories with black outlets. Um, and they'll go to white outlets to break a story and that audience is not even checking for them or doesn't have the traffic or audience to reflect why they would even care. And they'll repost a, like a story from a people, but say, I don't know, another black outlet they won't, that has more traffic than people, they won't give them any shine. And then like, or like at the beginning of their career, they're begging for us hmm. to support them or to um, post their content and then they get to another level and then they are just like, won't even stop for you on the carpet. They don't spend, spend like ad dollars um, with black men. And it'd be one thing if we didn't have numbers and we didn't have right. traffic and we weren't reputable. And it's not, I, and my thing is not even, it's not even like so much us. I'm just saying you could use another black outlet. No, yeah. in general. Yeah. So it's just, and it's just, it's just bizarre to me because black folk want to talk about how they're not treated fairly and they're not represented and they don't, they do a disservice to black media on a regular basis. Absolutely. It's I, just like weird. Like when I see like big stars breaking stories, they'll have their own outlet. They'll have their own media company and they will break it at a, at a white outlet. And it's like, I will be, I will be screaming if I worked at their company. Like, are you kidding me? Absolutely. You see it all the time. The wedding photos on people, the baby first photos on people. Like you see And the it thing the is time. like, no one is going there to read about Nene Lee, like people are not, or people are not going to debt, like regular people are not going to deadline to learn about a new show that's mm -hmm. coming back. They're not. And that's a trade and that's fine. But I'm just saying it just, it doesn't make sense. Like if we have comparable traffic or if we have your audience, why would you go to another outlet? Mm. That it does, it's just, it's just bizarre to me. And and so I initially I didn't notice those things. Meyer kind of brought it to my attention and he used to always be upset <laughs> about it. And I was just like, I was so accustomed to it. Mari, do you want to say anything? Are you good? I'm good. That's, that's a whole nother show. Okay. All day. <laughs> <laughs> me and me had a conversation. We did. Okay, wanna... I think you should just chime in. I just think you should say something. Because yeah. You said this so good. I think you should just share. Let's share. We had a long conversation about this. You have really strong feelings about this. Honestly, it started before the whole black media situation. Okay. When I first brought the, I guess, the whole thing to Jasmine... It was really about publicists, managers, agents. Because when we started, I think we got to L.A. maybe, what, seven years ago or so? Okay. I've noticed there was a shift. Like, a lot of shows weren't out. A lot of music wasn't as popular as it is right now. Right. I mean, the artists, but then I seen it. They started getting popular. Uh-huh. They were changing their agents. They changed in the, their publicists. They are changing their uh, managers. And I'm like, what's going on? I started making phone calls to people. I'm like, hey, I don't like what's going on. Mario, you tripping. Mario, you crazy. When I first started talking to Jasmine, Jasmine like, Mario, everybody thinks I was tripping. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh -huh. So I'm like, no, this is not, I don't like the trend where it's going. I'm like, because I'm calling people like, hey, how, you dealing with so-and-so? Oh, no, man. He left me or she left me for this person. I'm like, what's going on? You was you was rocking with her for like five years or so rocking with her for 10 years. So you're saying when black people get to a certain level, yeah, level their whole team they just disappear. Just Ditch their yeah. whole team, and okay. that's why I commend. I told you LeBron James with um, mm -hmm. what's it, uh, Rich Paul, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he took him along. He mm -hmm. found him at the airport doing selling jerseys. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, took him to CAA, put him in his team. Mm -hmm. Was a co agent, co manager, whatever situation. Now he got his own agency, right. but no one else is doing that in the industry. Everyone's dropping. It's come to a point that I guess white is right type situation, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't. 
I always feel like I'm a man of consistency. Yeah. And I've told you this before. If you're not complaining that Oscar is so white or the Grammys is doing us wrong and all this situation, then you're fine. No one owes no one anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're complaining that we're missing all these elements and situations that we're not getting recognized in this platform and that pa- platform, it's the celebrity's fault. Because mm-hmm. everything is his own... We're our own ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So we each one got to help everyone. Mm-hmm. So basically, if there are more black agents that's up at the top tier, managers, you know, uh, media outlets, those are the voting people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Those are the people that are going to actually, you know, propel you Absolutely. to wherever you need to go. And then that's where it started from. Then, and then it started trickling down to media. Okay. And I'm like, Jasmine, this is crazy. So we need to start shifting. We're not going to cover this. We're not going to cover that. Forget this celebrity. Forget this event. And I was heated. When we, oh, how I'll tell you some of these stories. <laughs> you tell went, them though, because they when don't I went, know. When I went to the Image Awards and mm-hmm. NAACP, I kid you not, they had all the black outlet in between bushes in the back. It's crazy. So it it literally it it went the red carpet went like this, and then it was some steps next to the door inside Wait, of some bushes. This was at the pass. It was in Pasadena. Pasadena. I yes. remember that. Yes. I know exactly the outlet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, with events like that, why don't you have black PR companies working it? You know? Mm-hmm. And even if you're to the point that you're like, you know what? I don't know if they can handle this. Mm-hmm. You have to... No, hold on. I got to check. Legally, I'm making sure I'm going. <laughs> you end up hiring someone that you think can handle it. Have subcontractors. Yeah. There's so many PR agencies that can manage it on the sub-level, you know? And there's no reason if you're my manager and you, I've worked with you for like 10 years and I feel like you just took me from... A to M, you can't take me to Z, and I gotta, gotta go hire somebody else. I'll take you on as a co-manager, but like, hey, I'm I'm mm-hmm. the asset right now. Mm-hmm. We're too busy treating ourselves as liabilities and not knowing that we are the assets. We continuously devalue ourselves. Mm-hmm. But like, hey, you want me as a client? You gotta take me, me. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, it doesn't have to be fifty-fifty. You know what I'm saying? It could be eighty-twenty. Right now, I'm giving you, I guess, the resources for you to take someone to A to Z. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you can go on and just do your own thing. Same way as um. What's the name? Rich Paul? I keep forgetting. I almost want to say Paul Rich. Mm-hmm. Rich Paul is doing now. Yeah. You know, but we lack that. And it's kind of disheartening. Yeah. And then it, it bothers me. I get better with it now. I'm like, look, I just now we get to the point that we evaluate, like, hey, what are you doing for us? Yeah. So I'm always to the point, like, I try to teach the staff member, like, yo, we need our things now. Like, don't pay us later. We need ads now. We need to get placement, all this. Because now, it's, you know, you got to worry about yourself because everyone is not worrying about us. Yeah. So. No, but, I love that. And I love how you took a stand. Like, this is it, what we're doing. This is what we're not going yeah. to do. And and, and it, you'll see it on Instagram where celebrities will like, like, stories on different black outlets. Yeah. But then won't post their stories on. But it'll come on a mainstream outlet two days later. Now they post it up. Don't make no sense. And they, and they say that, oh, you know what? Black media always posting negative stuff. The only reason why you know that is because you go to the black outlets. Huh. You How would you know, you know if saying? you weren't? Yeah, if you yeah. went to the other outlets, the mainstream out uh, mainstream outlets, mm-hmm. you would see they post negative stories too. We actually post more positive stories about black celebrities than mainstream say. does. I feel like the Jasmine brand. There's there's a lot of positivity. Yeah, but no one remembers that. Yeah. Everybody always remembers remembers the negative. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of disheartening, but it's. So whatever, it's to the point that I'm like, it, it doesn't make no sense. Yeah. And no one, everybody wonders why we're not excelling. And to the whole point of the Oscars and the Grammys, especially with the Grammys, if you're winning for best rap album, who cares? Mm-hmm. You're not competing with the rest. You might as well just get the BET Awards or Source Awards. It's the same thing. You're in the same category. Right. So why why are you holding that to another level? Why are you holding the Grammys up yeah. here? I now if you're you. saying you're going you go best male artist or best album, okay, now you're competing with everyone. 
but you're in the same you're category the same with everybody category. else. As so what's the difference? Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't hear you, though. They don't hear you, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- okay, wait. So now that I have you here, yeah. I want you to tell me a little bit about, because I know Jasmine started... You know, the Jasmine brand. Mm-hmm. You came in, what, like year three Yeah, Yeah, in the midway point of year three, I think it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. And you were like, what, let's do this, let's do that. Tell me how you kind of helped. I always wanted a media company in my platform, in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I was actually working on a deal, on another deal. In the process, I met Jasmine her first year. Because okay. one of her friends I, that I knew, one she wanted to meet someone. I was with. so it was something like another uh, the publication I was going to try to uh, invest in. Okay, so we kind of met that way. Okay, then I stayed in contact with our publicist, and she was inviting me to have one year anniversary, her second. And I'm like, okay, I started tracking because nothing was coming out with this other deal, uh-huh. and then we didn't see eye to eye numbers. Then I'm like, I still I want something. Then I started. She used to tell me like, yeah, you know, I get up at four o'clock and start working. <laughs> I work at lunch. I'm like, yeah, she lying. I said, and I'm always up early, so I said, ah, right, let me test her. So I'll text her like. Four o'clock in the morning. Say, hey, how you doing? She's like, oh, I'm out here right. I'm like, oh, she's real. Oh, okay. She's real. She's real. She's okay. Yeah. Then I'll talk, you know, just ran, just see how it goes. Then I'm noticing like more people are picking up our stories. I'm like, okay, this might be something good because I always feel like if I'm going to invest in something, I invest in the person. Yes. Because you can always get a product. It, products don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. It's really the person because you can never change a person. I, I can always change a product. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like so, that. product process, you can always help and change that. A person you can't deal If you can't, no one can work with you, you can't work with you. Mm-hmm. That's why some of the stars that should be elevated are not elevating because they're hard the to person. deal with and hard to work with. Mm-hmm. It's the person. Mm-hmm. And I just love the person. I'm like, you know what? I can work with Even if the jazz brand don't work out, I can do something else with her. Yeah. Her work ethic is to another level. Like she said, no one can outwork her. Yeah, she works all the time. You know, sometimes I'd be like, not trying to give her credit. Because I try to make her work harder. <laughs> I think I've never heard you say <laughs> Yeah, she's like, never. Yeah. So, but, uh, so I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, okay, I like this. Okay, yeah. now let's see how we can work. I'm like, so, okay, how are you working out your ads? All this, she's like, I, I don't know. I'm like, what you mean you don't know? I'm yeah. like, this is to make no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, she is a weird system. She's like, okay, this is my bills. This is my car. <laughs> this is how much I need Wait, to make yes. this month. Wait, yes. Oh, no, she had the mic. Because I, I, I heard you say that you, you basically just did everything by your bills. Mm-hmm. As long as your bills were covered. That's how I charge everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. My, whatever my rent and my car note was, my insurance. Oh, sorry. Whatever my rent, car note, I would just add on my bills and I would just charge that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm know. like, okay, no. You need to change that. And then she was already... I guess thinking about coming to LA, I'm like, you need to you need to get out of DC. Yeah. I mean, you outgrown DC. You yeah. Either gotta go New York, Atlanta, or LA. LA just make more sense. Yeah. And then she was already going back and forth. I'm like, yo, you might as well just stay. And she's like, yeah, I'm staying. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. And then this way, like, now we gotta build a team around you. Okay, we gotta get editors, we gotta get writers, because it's kind of t- tough for one or two people to do this. Yeah. Especially you got the East Coast, West Coast stuff going 24 seven. So, and then we started building, getting team, getting people on the carpet. She loved doing the carpet. I'm like, Jazz, you got to stop doing the carpet. Now you're beyond that. What you mean? I'm like, no, we're going we're gonna to start building the brand up, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. uh, so you start sending people out the carpet and just grow it that way, you yeah. know? And then now we're going to try to go into other things like, you know, original content, just different things for the site, just expand it a little bit. Just expanding yeah. the Jasmine brand, basically, is the next level yes. for the Jasmine brand. Okay. Love that. It's- So you named it the Jasmine brand and you said you said something like had you known it was going to be the Jasmine brand, you would have probably not named it after yourself. A hundred percent would not have named it after myself. No, I would have done, you know, because I just wasn't thinking long term. Yeah, I was thinking fun. I didn't even have an idea of how long I would do it. I just wasn't thinking strategically. So I would have named it something 
else that didn't right. have my name. I don't know, but I don't want to say because we I might use you it. You might use it later. <laughs> but I had some really cool names, and I just I I just wasn't thinking like yeah. you know. And I think at the time there was like only a few sites that had their own name, like maybe like Nicole Bitchy or Sandra mm-hmm. Rose, like really like back in the day sites. Yeah. Um, I feel like they used to use their name. So maybe that was kind of like standard or whatever. But I just wasn't thinking long term. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't think I didn't think one day it'll be a business. I'll have a partner. We'll have a staff and it won't be me because otherwise I would have named it something else completely. Yeah. And it lim- it's kind of limiting. I feel like. So. You think so? Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, I feel like people didn't know that you were a person. Like, I, yeah, you're right. I don't think that people realize that Jasmine Brand is actually a person. Well, and people have said that to me on a number of occasions. And I'm always wondering, what were you thinking? What were you, what were you thinking? I just thought it was the name, like Jasmine Brand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Jasmine is a brand. You know what I mean? Like it okay. just. It, but it, you didn't think it was a person? I didn't think it was a person. Okay. Like I had no clue, honestly, that it was a person. That is so crazy that you thought that. I, and I'm always thinking. And, and the thing is, you're not crazy because a whole bunch <laughs> of people think that. And I'm always thinking like, y'all are crazy. Like. Yeah, no. Really? I had no clue. I feel like I knew Sandra Rose. I feel like I knew Nicole Bitchy was a person. The Jasmine brand, I just thought was. And then also, like, I've always, for the most part, been behind the scenes, quiet, low key, you know, very private. So it's not like I was like, hey, y'all, like, it's me. (laughs) I got my own site. What's up? Like, hey, yeah, me. You know, I've never been that girl. So I think I wasn't even out there for people to know, like, oh, she exists. And because I remember when I came to L.A., Meyer and I would be out together and I would introduce myself. They'd be like. Oh, you're a person? See? Yeah. No, it, people said it all the time. I was like, y'all are crazy. Like, what is called ja- the Jasmine brand? Uh-huh, like, uh-uh. But they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was uh, actually a person. That's, but yeah, I think because I kind of mm-hmm. always been behind the scenes mm-hmm. that people just didn't know. Or like, people don't know I can talk. Like, because <laughs> they don't know. They, don't know. Like, <laughs> they, they have no idea. So. They don't know you can talk either. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. So, you're a person and you can talk. And I can speak. I speak English, folks. <laughs> but, you know, I think there was... I felt like when I st- first started doing, like, TV and radio, mm-hmm. people were surprised because I think there was a stigma that, like, oh... She's a blogger and they don't know how to yes. talk. They just sit behind their laptop yes. and like talk smack about people and they don't know how to, you know, and yeah. everybody can't do what I do and I can't do what everybody mm-hmm. else can do. Um, mm-hmm. But I just people just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that was like a thing that people kind of box me in is mm-hmm. on as well. I could see that. Yeah. Um, what would you say some of the biggest stories that you guys you're always getting exclusives? I see that all the time. But what are some of the biggest stories you would say the Jasmine brand has broke? You know what? I get asked this all the time. I never know. <laughs> Meyer, do you know? And the, I, and the thing is, I should be prepared to. I don't. Some of the bigger stories. Um, Sierra and Russell. Russell, no, Sierra and Future. The that that back and forth court situation. Okay. We broke that. Um, some little Wayne lawsuits. We broke that. Jesse Williams divorcing his wife okay. from Grey's Anatomy. We broke that. I was just trying to think of the, was- the high traffic ones. Um, do you remember any of them? I'm not trying, and this is not a humble brag, but we break a lot of stories. No, I I humble brag it out because you do. (laughs) We do. And so I should be prepared for this question, but I never am. And the thing is, like, I don't really really look at the numbers like that. Um, And so I'll just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where is this traffic from? Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, like, and I, you know, I, we break stories on a regular, but it's not something that we do, like, a few times a month, so yeah. it's hard to gauge. But I, it is something I'm going to sit down and because I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. just if we've been around for so long, 
Um, Are there ever any stories that you're like, this doesn't sound right to me, so I'm not running with it? Or did you have you built up your your sources and, you know, so they know, you know, what's credible, what's not credible? How does that work? You know, so in terms of like sources and like where we are breaking exclusives based based off a source, it's usually about the relationship that we have with that. Our writers have their own sources. And for the most part, we're we usually get it right. Yeah. Um, in terms of my sources, if there's anyone that's ever given me given me any wrong information, I just don't use them again because mm-hmm. like, I can't trust them. You know what I mean? But like our sources have been like the same consistent bunch that we've had for a long time. And like you will get new people that, you know, that'll um, start. And we just have to verify it. And we'll, in certain things, I know our editor will, she was like, let me, let's just sit this out, this one out. And then we'll see if it comes out, we'll know that they're good. Cause it's just kind of really hard. If it's not a court, if it's not a lawsuit, yeah. if it's not court documents, it's really hard to tell. Like, cause it's like, you know, you have to, it has to be built on relationship and trust. And like, you know, I've had sources that have never given me a wrong, a, a wrong story. You know what I mean? Even if it looks like it's wrong, it's, it was true. It was happening. And then they decided, it was over. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or like it decided the show couldn't move. They they asked the show. Somebody quit. It's never been. It's been rare. Mm-hmm. You know, our sources is like it's where it, it it's good. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, there are times when we do sit on things and and, you know, our editor will be like, let's just sit this one out or like let's let somebody else scoop us on this. It's cool. Like because yeah. it's just too much of a especially yeah. things that are sensitive. Like I don't like us breaking like deaths and stuff like that. Like, I, we knew about people that had passed and, you know, we'll just be like, just let them have it and let yeah. them break it. It's just, it's just something that sometimes is not worth yeah. the, the... And it could be a headache, too. A lot of stories that we get, if we don't... If it's too much of a headache and if it's going to be too much of a, a legal situation, like, it's not even worth mm-hmm. this fee we're going to have to pay to, mm-hmm. you know, to, duke it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to work for Us Weekly mm-hmm. for about, I don't know, nine years. And okay. I, in our conference calls, celebrities would call and give stories on themselves. Mm-hmm. That is that that's something mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens regularly at the Jasmine Brand? It does happen. And, you, you know, people, it's so, what's frustrating to me is that... Um, Regular people don't know that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, the, the and the thing is, we've had celebrities give us the story, and then when it ran, like lie and say that <laughs> it wasn't true. You know what I mean? Right. Like a hundred. And I and and I I call Amaya like, yo, can you believe she just sat up there and lied? You know, like lie. And then people in the comments like, we told y'all she wasn't. Da-da-da. I'm like, she literally in my mind like screaming like, she literally gave us this story like. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but we can't. We, we still can't. can't yeah. We can't say. We're not gonna get on there and be like, "Well, she lying." Here's the receipts. Like that's just not how that's we operate. Not, um, yeah. Other people do that, and I and I'm I'm always like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that." But I'm glad somebody's exposing them as liars. But we're not gonna roll like that. You can say whatever you want to say about us. Like we're gonna be credible. We're not gonna yeah. reveal our sources. We're not gonna tell where we got information mm-hmm. from. But they definitely are still feeding everybody. I don't want to say everybody. They're definitely still feeding us stories. Yeah, and their people are. They're like their camp and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what is? Because there's someone out there who's listening who wants to follow in your footsteps. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a little bit of advice. What would you say? Like, what two things would you give someone who wants to aspire to run their own mini newsroom? Girl, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, listen, I don't want to say don't do it. But in deep and down inside, I, this is, it's a lot. You have to, uh-huh. first of all, you need to evaluate the reasons behind why you would like to do something like this. Because it is very time consuming. It is very taxing in terms of, like, your emotions and 
your well-being. It could be very taxing. So I would say that first you need to evaluate if this is something that you really want to commit to. Um, but I would, and if it, that you decided this is what you want to do, I would just really um, say like it's all about uh, putting in the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times not within just this field, but other fields, people don't want to put in the work. Mm -hmm. Like they see um, people on social media or people out and about and they see their success or what they think is success and they want to get to that like next week or like Mm -hmm. in a year. And maybe you can do that, but it's usually, it usually doesn't work like that. So I want to say you really have to put in the work and put in the work consistently, consistently. And, you know, it's one of these you know, this job is one of these jobs that's really thankless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it's one of those, if you're one of those people where you need accolades or you need people like you need like a pep squad and all that kind of stuff, like this probably is not going to work for you. Yeah. Um. And I'd also say like, don't be concerned about what other people are doing. I know that. I, uh, and, and that's just not in this industry. It's in whatever industry you want to be in. I think people compare themselves um, and where they are in their journey to what other people are doing. And I think, that you do yourself a disservice by doing that. And everyone has their own path. And it's not just something cliche. Like everybody has their own journey and their own story. And yours is going to be different and it's going to be unique and it's going to be dope, but it's not going to be like anyone else's. And that's how it's supposed to be. So I would just say those kind of things are just to keep that in mind if you want to do what we do or if you want to do something else. It's funny you say that just about consistency and the longevity, because it's like even for me with a Jasmine brand, like I hear you talking like I hear you say it's been like nearly almost 10 years. For me, though, I feel like it came out of nowhere. Like one day it was just literally in my feed and it was in my email or, you know, on my Facebook page. Like it was just there. And just to hear you talk about the years of everything that you've done and all you put into it, you know, it just shows how hard work will get you there. Because for me, it's like, oh, you know, it just literally appeared like overnight. Yeah. And and Meyer and I talked about it. He kind of felt like, the the beginning was really I propelled really fast, mm-hmm. and he he said before like I feel like the site went re- like big really fast, yeah. and I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that people have said they felt like one day they just it was just there it was just there. But I will say I feel like the same thing with artists. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see an artist, you'd be like, where did he come from yeah. or where did she come from? And then quietly on the low, she's been writing or in the work. doing YouTube videos mm-hmm. forever. Or mm-hmm. but and, you know at the same time there are people that are successful overnight. There are People have that only did something for six months and they became this huge fashion person or, you you know, they, they've been able to succeed like that. But that's usually like an anomaly. Like that usually doesn't happen. Right. right, um, right. But, yeah, I was in, in the cut in the, like and that's that's kind of what kind of encouraged me and um, motivated me when I started. Like I would just be in the cut in my own world, just sacrificing because I had no social life, just sacrificing my time and just putting in work because I just kind of wanted to prove you could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't overnight, girl. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it felt like it. I was like, hmm, not for me. <laughs> very long. <laughs> and I know we talked a little bit about you getting evicted, and th- but what would you consider like your rock bottom moment um, through this entire process? My rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. And how did you overcome it? Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Rock, rock bottom. I think is probably probably getting evicted. Okay, that, that could, might be that might be people's rock, out, bottom, yeah. Yeah, rock bottom. Um, yeah. I don't. I guess I, I, that's something I really need to think about because I really, 
it all was hard. Yeah. More of it, it was more a taxing on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just working so long mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, um, just, I really feel like I lost sense of time. Like I can't, I, I have a hard time gauging time now. Okay. Um, so, but my rock bottom, probably getting evicted. Was there ever a moment where you were like, okay, I took on too much. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, maybe I should just put it on pause. Um, I never really thought I should put it on pause. I did have, it was just an ongoing battle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you're, when it's ongoing, you have this feeling or this struggle. It wasn't like one moment, but it was never like a, okay, I'm going to quit this. It was just like, oh, like, damn, I got to figure this out. Like it just, it quitting was just never really an option. You know what I mean? And it's not like I, um, I had this grand time but I also kind of always felt like I was going to prove people wrong Mm -hmm. and that kind of motivated me too so um it was it's just more so that it wasn't just a just like all good it was just like it was just going I was just you know and my dad yeah I was in it my dad used to just tell me like half the battle is just staying in it like you know he was just like there will be people that will start with you who could really outlash outbeat you but they're not going to last so like half the battle is just getting up every day and working doing it yeah but i think i think um yeah it wasn't all good it was it was just something i just i just was kind of like obsessed with it you know what i mean like it growing your baby yeah Yeah. i was just kind of obsessed with kind of seeing how it would turn out so i kind of never really thought about quitting because i was like what am i gonna do then (laughs) (laughs) because then what right Right. no so what is next for you not the jasmine brand Mm -hmm. but for me personally yes um i'm working on a few things like i'm working on a book right now Mm -hmm. um we have some tv stuff that we're working on some digital stuff uh in terms of me that we're working on um and i want to do some kind of cosmetic things too so i'm not a real big announcement girl okay um it's not like i have secrets i just like i'd rather just let it yeah, come just, out and yeah. talk for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I have a few things personally that I'm okay. cooking. So I have okay. to ask you mm-hmm. if you consider yourself dope and why. I don't want to be like negative, but I don't really know if I can. Am I? I don't know. What's your definition of dope? First of all, let's start there. Dope, I feel like is like the very top. Like there ain't much left for me to do in this joint. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what I think of as dope. Um, and so maybe that's why I would say, like, I don't feel like I'm... I don't feel like I'm whack. I mean, you know, I don't feel like I'm this bum bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, like, I feel like, oh, that's... A, oh, that, I was trying to go the whole time without cursing. That's okay. This, this is... one. No, it's one. <laughs> I only did one. It's fine. I'm okay with one. Um, but so, yeah, I wouldn't... I don't know. I mean... I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you that I think... That, let me tell you why I think you're dope. Because you're literally, you, for me, um, not blogs, but, you know, people who put out content Mm -hmm. the way that you do. You have literally, because I've been a news person my entire life. Mm -hmm. You've literally changed the way people consume their news. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, that is dope. Like you sat, you, you told me about how, you know, your job was like, listen, it's either or, and you took you bet on yourself, and then you just decided this is what I'm going to do. That is beyond dope because that's a scary feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't even know if I could do that. If I could just be you like, could. you know, it's like it's like you know, because I, I enjoy my paycheck. Do you know what I'm and saying? You should. And you should keep getting your paycheck, <laughs> but I, you could. You'd be. But fine. do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like that is literally the definition of dope. So. so I have done some dope things. 
There you go. Um, and so, but I, I feel like I haven't scratched the surface. Okay. So I don't know if that answered. Well, it's. it's well, wait, what was the question? Do you consider yourself dope? I feel like I've done some dope things. There you go. I feel like we've done some dope things and I feel like we just getting started. And you're still becoming dope. Yep. Burr. Work in progress. Er, I put the er on it because I, I think you guys are dope. Thank you. Okay, so thank you, Jasmine, for coming and talking to us Thanks today for having me. Becoming Dope. Thank you, Meyer, for coming. Thank you. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Becoming Dope. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or on our website, becomingdopepodcast.com.